See, I told you you'd be feeling better. All day long I've been seeing that guy's weird face. And hearing those fingernails. Fingernails? That's amazing you saying that. That made me remember the dream I had last night. What you dream? I dreamed about a guy in a dirty red and green sweater. Well, what about the fingernails? Oh, he scraped his fingernails along things. Actually, they were more like finger knives or something. Something he'd made himself. But they made a horrible sound. It's like, scream. Nancy, you dreamed about the same creep I did. Can't find my Jason Voorhees jumper. I'm quite pissed. But there you go. I have no idea where it's gone. I'm really. I realized, I realized today, actually, that 15 years ago, Wreck came out. It's 2007. Oh. Ooh. I did notice though that Wreck Two is on Shudder, so I, I, I must watch that too. Oh yeah, you never, you didn't see it in the end, did you? Because I remember when we were no, talking about the top yeah. fives. Uh, I was also Such I was briefly discussing Wreck Two with uh, discussing yeah. Wreck One in my top five, and you, yeah, you hadn't seen it. You know, see, you should definitely be, see Wreck Two. It's going to be a toss up tonight between either watching the final two two hours of Stranger Things or potentially watching Wreck Two. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I can't get involved in the Stranger Things. I, I never got on that bandwagon. It just did I, nothing for me. So I I really liked Stranger Things the first season. I thought mm. it, was, it was very good. Mm. Season two, they added some like comedy humor elements, but they kept yeah. kind of the horror as well. And I was like, okay, it works. Season three, I was like, it's just too much on the the comedy side, and I didn't like it. But season four, they've gone back to the horror type element. Mm. I'm like, this is great. It's a lot more entertaining than season three was. From Although what I've it's weird. Seen, sorry, from what I've seen, the the uh, and the, the main antagonist villain. Uh, yeah. Of course, no knows. That's what Vecna. they all have nowadays. No knows. Oh yeah, such a fantasy name, Vecna. Yeah, he TV looks cool. Name. He looks cool, and I I like the um, uh, the effects are great. That that oh, yeah. must have been a good four hours, four or five hours, I'd say, for a full body effects like that. Um, probably. Yeah, I, I like it, and it's it's not a it's 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 a real it's a real person, not a a CGI monster. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's an actual guy better. in a suit. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. I thought that was quite cool. I didn't. It just time flies. Fifteen years ago, uh, Wreck came out. I remember watching it at school uh, God, during my A levels. But the reason, well, you know, fifteen years ago, because we are on episode fifteen. A a sneaking in the that. esoteric facts. <laughs> well, there you go. tell you what, even more fun fact from that is mm. that it's been fifteen years since Wreck came out. It's been almost. Mm. 30 years in two years it'll be 30 years mm. since our film of today came out our yeah. film of today oh god yeah <laughs> jesus yeah. christ oh <laughs> what a start anyway welcome back to episode 15 of the dreadcast um i say i think i've said this for the last few episodes but here's hoping we can get back on track and no big life yes. things happen because my we, life has been, been non-fucking stop yeah. for the last couple months We've been, both of us, I think, have been pretty busy since we last did Freddy versus Jason. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Probably about early, oh God, it was early June, wasn't it? 
Yes, because once we did that, uh, about you two days away. later, I flew to Amman for two weeks. For work. Yeah, you flew to Amman, and then I think a few days after that, I flew to Scotland for a wedding. Yep. So I was away. I saw oh, the yeah, kilt. Been busy. Yep. Yeah, that's a great kilt. Saw that the was. kilt. It oh. was beautiful. Beautiful. Leaves, leaves it all to the imagination. What horrors did, are yeah. under there? What horrors? We I got... Maybe do a, we do a podcast on that kilt. You could do. It was. I mean, it's surprisingly easy to put on. I thought it'd be really hard, but actually, it's very easy to wear. Um, fun fact: my, my is it like a skirt? Uh, not that you would know. No, you don't still. put it on the same way. Not that I know how you put a skirt on. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're a bloke and you put on a skirt, that's it's perfectly fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. We don't care. We don't, don't judge. It's different to putting on a. It's it's interesting because they've got like two belt. Fucking oh, word again. You'll hear me stopping and starting every time I say a certain word in this episode. But it's got two belts on it. It's fine. It's fine. So you put one way and you clip the belt through like a little buckle, and you tighten it. Then you go to the other side. You tighten it as well. So it kind Whoa. of holds you. It, it holds holds you in place. It holds the kilt in place. And then the top part, it's just yeah. a shirt, a tie, and a waistcoat and a jacket. They do look very um, comfortable. To be fair, kilts. They are well. I have I have worked out since wearing this kilt that it is a pain in the butt. Mm. Uh, for uh, to keep putting a kilt you have to keep brushing your kilt out from underneath you when you sit down so i now know oh, how yes. it feels like if for all those people who wear skirts how annoying it is yeah but it is no it's i quite can freeing, i can imagine I yeah i can imagine yeah um, fun fact though i sent a picture to my missus and i said this mm. is what i look like in a kilt she's like oh yeah it's really lovely look great in it and then she sent me a text going yeah uh so jazz got hold of the phone and she posted that picture to my Instagram story. And I was like, uh, what picture? She went, that one of you in the kilt. And I now have people messaging me saying, hmm, he's quite a catch. And she was like, I can't delete the the uh, the post. And I was like, it's fine. Just leave it up. It's all right. It's all right. on the internet You're... is on the internet forever, no matter it how is. much so... you try to delete it. Just like this mediocre podcast. You mean mediocre? <laughs> I, my missus loves our podcast. She listens to it every day. Well, you know, every, when a new episode comes day. out. Not every we day. We don't have enough for every day. No, we don't. We really don't. But anyway, this is episode 15. And um, yeah, we've been quite busy. But we're back. And we're going to yes, try. We we're going to try and try and stick. Get back to a we weekly schedule. Before we, we went get... on our short break that we'd pl- make a plan. But that never happened. There's a there's a rough plan in the works. And we'll discuss it after. Yeah. But there's a rough plan in the works for the next few episodes. But we're going to try mm. and get back to the weekly episodes. Every Sunday. Yes. Releasing every Sunday evening. You That's can find it on Spotify, it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and YouTube. All we're searching the Dreadcast. Yeah. Now, today's episode in question Ooh. is following is the other side of the bridge that was yes. the last episode. The bridge being the last episode was Freddy versus Jason, a monumental shit show of a film. I got that completely wrong. I thought you mentioned. You were talking. You, you, you're saying it was a shit show film. The film we're going to review today. You, I was like, No, you looked oh, at me weirdly like there when Ooh. when I said when I said Freddy vs. Jason was a shit show. I was about to See, lunge I, at you through misheard. the monitor. Go what? <laughs> Agree <laughs> with me, head, sir. I thought you said it was. I thought you you said the film we were reviewing today was a shit show. And I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be a, a bit of a battle of opinions today. Well, you say that it's I. Oh. It's not a shit show of a film by any means. No. But, oh, no. but 
I I have many opinions on this film, which I think is going to be great for this discussion because yeah, I think we'll I think we'll, we'll disagree. I know I'll disagree with a lot of stuff uh, with okay. this film. With what you? Because I feel like you like it better than I do. Um, I also feel yeah, probably. I I don't really I my notes. I didn't really intend to do a full synopsis run through the film like I like we did with Friday either. the 13th. We we can talk about our pros, our cons. And we'll just discuss it, you know. Yeah, it's, a, I, it's one of the. It's such a famous horror film. We don't need to stuff like pin trauma films. I think it's good to give the description because not many people would have seen it. Yeah, with a film, the film we're reviewing today, if you haven't guessed it already, is of course, yeah, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the 1984 classic. Ooh. Didn't actually and say what the film was. <laughs> no, we didn't. We just we just kept mentioning the film, the film the of film. today. As we, we call should it. do an episode where. We don't mention the whole film, the film at all, and people have to guess what it is. What throughout I think the, they should do is, if any horror writers are out there, write a film and call it the film with no name, so we can't actually call it anything. That'd be great. Film with like no today name. we're reviewing a film with no name. Yeah, but what's the name? It has no name. So uh-huh. a girl has no name, as they said in Game of Thrones. And, That's true. But yeah, I did the same as you when I was going through the film. I tried to look at it as a not a yeah not a straightforward this is what happened in the mm. film because mm. you can just go on Wikipedia if you want to. Or no, oh, yeah. don't go Wikipedia. Watch the film. Watch the film instead. It's always yeah. better to watch the film. But I, I like picking up on all the little, like, all the little, um, what do you call it? Nitbits. The little, yeah, the little, little nitbits and the kind of the, the little details that you mm. see when you watch it and you're like, oh, I didn't notice that the first time. That's very clever. Because there are a few bits in here that I was like, oh, I didn't see that. Mm. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same. Um, I I think I've seen this film. I, I'll start off by saying it's not my favorite horror franchise. No, there there are no. like probably like most most of the classic horror franchises. There are more bad films in the franchise than there are good films. Yeah, um, this yeah. is this is one. This is a good one in the franchise. Number three, the third, the third one is probably the best one in my opinion. That was Dream Warriors, wasn't it? Yes, set in the. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I, it's a mental asylum, but it might be a young offenders. It was one. it might I just be a young offenders? Believe one, sure. it was a young. A no, young I believe medicine. it was a psychiatric hospital. Yes, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, there was that scene with the. Oh the oh the scene the with puppet. the tendons and the oh yeah, it's the fantastic <laughs> it's fantastic and um, the TV coming out the TV. Yes. Yeah, yes. it's it's that to me is the best one. Uh, this is the close second, but yeah, th- there are more bad films in this franchise than there are good, and th- this one is a good one. This is yeah. good. It is good. I when I watched this film, the first thing that came to my head was how it's actually kind of different to a Nightmare on Elm Street two and beyond. Mm. Because when you watch this one, you're aware of. It's actually a straightforward horror film. Well, uh, slasher film, sorry. Yeah. And it was only in, I think, two and onwards that they kind of started making it a bit more of a horror comedy, especially when they gave Freddy his more dark-humoured... Yeah. Like, joshing with, the, joshing with his victims. Whereas in this one, you're like, no, he's just like, I'm an ass, I'm an evil guy, I'm going to kill you. It's straightforward. Yeah. The- and he's not... He's not really seen either in this film as well. He's kept in no. the shadows quite a lot. The, yeah. the the later ones that like you mentioned about the 
it adds a bit more of a com- comedic aspect. It kind yeah. of reminds me of, you know, when, when a Thor film could come out, it would all, you'd be thinking, right, I can't wait to see what kind of traps they've come up yeah. with. Every Freddy film after that was kind of, um, you got different variations of Freddy, whether he'd be like a little mutant or he'd be on a pizza or what sort oh, yeah. of creative way would they come up to make Freddy just some grotesque being? Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of yeah, instances yeah. in this one where you obviously first see him in the, uh, in the, obviously in the dream world, but in like an alleyway where he's chasing Tina. Oh, and the he's arms. Got, he, he's got elongated arms. Yeah. Um, the thing about this film, you say it very, it is quintessential slasher. Yeah. But it gets going from the start. Oh, it does. It doesn't follow the, the trope, which I noted and wrote down where you normally get a killing that you get, uh, you, you meet someone in the first second, they get chased, they get killed. And then suddenly opening credits, title crawl. Yep. And then, then we get into okay. Let's start to warm you into here's our here's cast. Here's the happy music. Here's the happy music. Here's our cast. Here's them having fun. Here, here's what's going on. Oh, this is a bit weird. No, 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 no. That opening scene with Tina mm. continues, and her story continues in the first act of the film. Yeah. Until it, she's it, killed in um uh, by Freddie with elongated arms. It. I know that as well. The film as you said, it just launches you into it. Yeah. And I, I, I really did like that opening scene because of, it's when you, it's set in the now, obviously the now classic, it's the boiler room. It's Freddy's boiler room, you know, which you now see in every single nightmare film they ever do. It's his thing, it's isn't it? The industrial thing. factory boiler room look. And it's where we get to see him crafting his, I guess his, his knife glove, or whatever he calls that, his knife glove, glove whatever it is. And I just like that bit where you're seeing him, you're like, oh, okay. Because that kind of followed a one of the tropes of the slashes where you see the, the main guy. You never see who he is entirely, but you're like, okay, they're sharpening their weapons now. It's like, okay, or they're going to use a machete or, or he's picked up a knife, he's sharpening a knife. And we get to see that with Freddy. And it was different because it was a case of he's using a glove. Okay, cool. Interesting choice. I mean, it's the first thing you see in the film. Him, yeah. you don't see him, but you you well, you don't see him visually, like face, no. body. You see his arms and him doing the the process of making his weapon. I mm. can't think of many other horror films where you are introduced to the killer in the opening credits. Normally, like I said, it's that the tropey thing of a mysterious death, crawl, then we get into the film. And you start mm-hmm. to learn about the killer. Whereas this, you see the killer instantly. And then it's midway towards the end of the film. Yeah. You start to learn about Freddy. And then you start to learn more about Freddy in part two, part three onwards. Yeah. Like, this I was is trying like, to think of a, here's Freddy. a slasher is, that does. I, but I wanted to say Michael Myers in the original Halloween, but it's it's the child Michael. It's the so child I don't Michael. Know if that really counts. No, I think because technically yeah. in Halloween you're seeing everything from Michael's point of view as a child. Yeah, it's probably the closest we'll find. I think that's probably the closest. Yeah. Um, hmm. obviously, Texas Chainsaw, my go-to. Oh. Uh, no, the first. No, 
I mean, Leatherface, like we said, when we talked about it, doesn't appear till about 40 minutes into the film. Yeah. And it's out of nowhere. Um, Jason, mm-hmm. I mean, say part two. Yeah. It, it's because it's a continuation. You don't really need an intro. Like he can just, the killer can uh, just pop up at any time. Um, scream. Uh, I Ooh. guess we drew scream, Barrymore. Maybe? But, but again, Scream opening credits of a character who's not going to be in the rest of the film she gets killed yeah. then uh, sorry yeah opening scene character's going to be filmed she gets killed splash on the screen screen then yep. opening credits and then we get to the school and i know oh, it's not school it's back to sydney in a nightmare on elm street where do we actually see the title because i don't recall it being at the start of the film uh Yes, there is at the start of the film. I can't it remember if be, it's okay. bef- before Freddy is sharpening his blades and making his weapon or it's during. It is at the start, yeah. Yeah. I, it is yeah. now because I remember you get to hear the, the really cool Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack music. And yeah. I, I honestly, I can't remember how it goes now. My mind is terrible for trying to remember these types of things. But the one thing I thought when I was listening to us, to that soundtrack, is mm. how much it reminded me of early, of like the 80s and 90s video game soundtracks because mm-hmm. it's very the closest thing i can think of is chiptune yeah i guess to go with chiptune because mm. it is that sort of synth music kicking in and i was like if the closest game i thought it could remind me of was resident evil mm-hmm. one of the original resident evil games with that really creepy synth vibe feel to it and i really like that because obviously at that time video games were kind of i don't know where they were where were they at the point in time they just 84? had like the atari they just like dumped load uh, of atari games wouldn't they oh this is bad for someone who's sitting in front of about 300 video games yeah um yeah the, uh, kind of the it would have been the arcades then probably that's probably the closest we can get no maybe I, mean, we're talking, I mean you're talking um the film came out peak 80s you know mid 80s so yeah either way it's prime prime time for Mid, uh, peak 80 synth music in anything yes you know <laughs> gotta love a bit of 80 synth music oh yeah and it i think it fits well in uh Nine oh yeah street um do, do, do. oh that was something like that yes one thing that bothered me about tina which is a trope that has been in many of these sort of old horror films was her boyfriend rod he's such a he oh. he's such an arsehole. He's a greaser. He's got his leather jacket and his big hair. He's a bit, he's he carries a, bit a switchblade. Touchy feely is a bit uh, a bit two hands on here, I thought as well. Yeah. Especially well, with Tina, it's like, you know, hand over the mouth and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Get a little these, bit. All these meathead boyfriends in these sort of films, these sort of horror films. Yeah. They're say Tina is say the the best friend of um Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. Uh, who's who's your sweet innocent little girl and the best friend is always normally a bit edgier who's then with the Literally, even yeah. more edgy about as edgy as a fucking satsuma um rod <laughs> um and he, he's like he pulls out switchblade because he's so edgy i just hate Rugby that because tackles, Rugby tackles glenn in the middle of the yeah. night like, no um we we kind of encountered that in freddy versus jason right at the beginning one of the, the young oh, girl's dude. boyfriends. He he was even more of an asshole. Don't yeah. touch me, babe. Ugh. And I I get that it's you know, it's fictional. It's meant to be it's meant to be made up, and it's a horror film. But it's so unbelievable. 
It's, I mean, I, of course, Freddy is unbelievable. It's not real. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, a killer in your dreams. Enough, I did this guy, take a note of Rod, actually. It was just something I happened to be, where is my, where's my note on Rod? Note that's, oh yeah, leather is super crunchy. Yeah, I remember that now. That's that. We'll come to that a bit later. But it was okay. how it's when you get to see a close up of Rod's face. I think it's when he's in, he's in the he's in the cell. Yeah. And I was looking at him, and I was sitting there going, "He's kind of like it looks like someone took Prince and Michael Jackson and kind of like merged their faces together a bit." Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And I was I like, see that. again, it's like, yeah, that's prime time eighties. Like those two were kind of kicking around, and I was like, yeah, yeah. that's um. We're- with a bit of John Travolta grease, uh, grease, oh, yes. um, greaser hair, yeah. John Travolta biker stuff. While mm. we're on Rod, there's I got more to say about this fucking oh, guy. Okay, we're, we're dumping on Rod now. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm dumping all over Rod. Um, so as we discussed, you know, Tina is kind of your main, she's your main girl in the first half of the film, in my first third of the yes. film, I think, because she's focused on entirely even before the film really starts like i said um and when she is finally killed by freddy in the bed with rod do you remember so they're they're all they're all at the same house together. oh yes yeah they're all at the same yeah, house yeah. together. rod and tina are making whoopee upstairs really loud that glenn can hear glenn in, played by in young her Johnny mother's Depp. bed of yep. all places oh it's the hottest oh, place to do it oh, oh god it's the sexiest place to do it obviously <laughs> Um, and as you mentioned, Glenn, um, young Johnny Depp, first role. Yeah. So they're they're making whoopee. It's really loud. And when they're done, obviously you pass out. And Freddie starts to kill Tina in his dream, in her dream. Yeah. Rod, all he does to save this woman is just look at her and go, Tina. Oh yeah, he does. Tina. Tina. Like, oh, <laughs> this girl has been clawed at and is gushing blood. He is now yep. thrown up onto she's, the ceiling, falling around. Exorcist which, launch. yeah, which, which, I was just about to say, Exorcist. That is a cool visual. I actually really like mm. that visual because it's a scary visual. You have no yeah. control. You're being pulled around the ceiling, covered in blood. And again, he's in the corner going, Tina, Tina, T- oh, Tina. <laughs> Yeah, it was a. Uh, he was pretty useless, shall we say? He oh, has the dear. word useless. Absolutely yeah. useless. Oh dear! Interestingly enough, I have a I have a list of some facts, which I actually had some facts about this film mm. that I even took before I watched the film. Mm-hmm. One of them, of course, when we are introduced to, because obviously Robert England, you know, iconic horror yeah, icon now. Yeah plays freddy krueger he's actually credited in the film as fred krueger it wouldn't be until again nightmare on street 2 and beyond mm. that the character would become known as freddy krueger which what's i thought was better? great what's better i think freddy Krug- is better because it just it kind of rolls off the tongue better freddy krueger rather than fred krueger mm. so i like freddy a bit more the other note i had mm. was this was the first film that New Line Cinema actually made. And they mm. were failing mm. hard at this point. They were on their way out. And when they released Nightmare on Elm Street, 
they made it on 1.1 million pounds and it yep. grossed 57 million worldwide. It's, I mean, you can't it's argue with deal. that. That is a box office smash hit to it's make that much money back. And it kept making them so much money that the, obviously the studio then became, it was merged with, I think, Warner Bros. in about 2008 or something. Mm. So it doesn't exist anymore. But its nickname was the house that Freddy built. Because without Freddy Krueger, there probably would have been no New Line Cinema after that point. So there you go. Yeah, that is interesting. I think I think a lot of um, the early horror franchise, big franchises like that, did did do big, good business for their studios. Yeah. I know uh, Friday the Thirteenth did good business for Paramount, uh, which oh, we yeah, discussed. Um, I mean, you look at Halloween; it's basically an indie film made on a couple of hundred grand. That yeah. It's still going today, unfortunately, with what we have to watch, but which we'll do soon. <laughs> now, when, even yeah. so, <laughs> not looking forward to that. Did you during the credits? Yeah. Did you catch one of the names that appeared in the credits? Quite interesting. He's a again. He's another a quite very famous horror uh, industry player. John Saxon was. No. <laughs> Give me a clue. He worked on another big horror franchise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you like another clue? I, w- I would. I would. It was the other franchise that we that we covered in the last episode. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. And now. Okay. Male. I can see. Um, I'm see. I can see the cogs turning. He's getting closer. Are we talking about the gentleman who played Jason? No, it was. Shall I tell you who it was? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So Wes Craven. So this is obviously Wes Craven. Yes. Yeah. Now I have a note about this. In that's interesting. I'll come afterwards. Yeah. And Wes Craven, in especially in the second half of when they were filming this, this film only took about a month to film. It was very short. Very yeah, I short believe that timing and i believe it was the last half of the filming where's craven got help to make the ending of the film and he hired sean cunningham uh, to help him finish off the sean film cunningham. and of course yep. four years earlier sean cunningham created friday the 13th so yep. in a way you could also say sean cunningham was like oh, i was also responsible for uh, freddy <laughs> in a way they've been in fun. sync since the beginning yeah but throughout this film what I notice, and I really, I kind of hope that he carried it forward into Scream, was the elements that, kind of the similarities that Ghostface shares with Freddy, if you think yeah. about it. Obviously, Ghostface is a parody of Slashes, but when you look at the two, Freddy was kind of the blueprint for Ghostface. So, he was the slasher who taunted his victims, mostly with humour, as did well, maybe not Ghostface to a degree, but they had this sort of back and forth. I'm going to kill you, ha! Huh, but I'm going to taunt you while I do it. Right. Which the other slashes, especially Jason, Michael, I don't know, all the other big slashes, Leatherface are like, no, I'm just going to kill you. That's it. Stop there. And I yeah, like so I, that. I haven't got a blank his... stare. I, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of yeah. other now. Like um, I know yeah, Chucky. I was going to. I was about to say Chucky, but then Chucky also kind of taunts. Chucky's a weird one, actually, to be fair. He's no one knows really what he did. He became 
as much as I love Chucky, he became way too self-referential in the later films down the line to the point where you're like, these films are a nightmare. Just a mess. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean. Fr- Freddy is yeah. definitely the, the king of the taunt. Taunting is... Uh, oh, yeah. Play- it's like, it's a- like a, an animal playing with its foot, its prey. Yeah. And I... Um, so that's why I, when I was watching this film, it reminded me... Well, not maybe not right Yeah, it reminded me of The Scream because there are those similarities mm. sort of there. Maybe not directly, but you can see how when he came up with Scream, he thought, oh, I kind of did this in A Nightmare on Elm Street, so we'll just do it again. But my final fact before we get back to the film is mm. the big slashes at the time were Leatherface, Michael and Jason. Mm. They were kind of the big ones in the 80s and none of them spoke whatsoever. So when Wes Craven created Freddy, he wanted him to be silent, but then thought, actually, I'm going to have him speak and not wear a mask because the other three do that. So yeah, yeah Freddy it's... was kind of the, one of the first slashers who didn't wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, out of your mate, the main mainstream slashers, the, there's pl- yeah. there's plenty. There were plenty of others. Um, oh yeah, the big, the big, f- I don't know, four or f- I don't know, depending on who you put in your, your big main slashes. players. Yeah, your, your main, main players. players. Yeah. The, the ones who are still going. That that could be quite a good segue actually working because I've got some thoughts on Freddy himself. You say he doesn't wear oh, a mask. Okay. He doesn't wear a mask, but visually, face-wise, he's... Oh, yeah, he's, he's crispy. He's, he's crispy. He's he's very crispy, but also, it, it looks... His whole head looks like it sores. You know, like, like loads of different, like, yeah. sores. Like, um, like pus, uh, pussy, bloody sores all over his head. Probably related to the burning. But I don't... I, I've never found Freddy scary. No, I haven't either. He's I, I don't think he's designed that way. He doesn't elicit any type of me thinking he's creepy or scary. Someone like a Michael Myers. Mm. That is scary. That is that's a scary look oh, yeah. in my opinion. That is a dead dead face and barely moving. Freddy, you've got this Cheeky, cheeky, smiley grin. <laughs> you could go and then, down the pub with him. Yeah, it wouldn't end maybe, well, maybe. but you could. But probably not. There's the, again back to the scene where he's chasing Tina down the the alleyway. He's jaunting back and forth. Oh, way. It, and, <laughs> and then the hat. It, it just. It was always something about it that never clicked with me. It's with like Mary Elm Street. I was. It? It, it never. It never clicked for me as a. This oh this is a true horror film this is because it never really scared me. I want to I want to say he he gives off that appeal of you know your dad when he's trying to scare you and like you said he puts a funny hat on mm. and he does he comes at you through the corner ooh yeah. and as a child you're like oh, oh dear yeah yeah it, it, I will say one thing um, he looks a lot better in the original he does in Freddy versus Jason <laughs> he looks a lot yes he looks a lot yeah. more um, vile and grotesque in in, in like the burns oh, and sores where, um, oh when tina is it i think it's tina tina gets trapped in the boiler room and she asks him who he is and he just opens his shirt and goes here you go cuts his chest open all the maggots just come out you're like oh, oh yeah oh god 
incredible yeah fantastic practical effects i mean personally if i was teen at that point i'm like that's gross you still haven't told me who you are yeah. i shall call you maggot man oh, there we go but again that's i guess the start of what crazy way are we gonna see freddy in this dream yeah i did notice and again like i was saying at the start of this episode the this episode that i was kind of i was taking notes to of the things that i missed the first time around yeah and one of the things i missed was a, it might have been when we first meet tina and she's running in the dream there's a really cool shot of her trying to escape freddy and mm. it's when you watch it she's running very weirdly you know that sort of comedy run where you're kind of you're running on the spot and you're not getting yep. anywhere yeah and then it pans out and she's running forward but very slowly and i sat there going that is a very cool throwback to obviously this whole nightmare and Street thing is to do with your dreams mm. most of it takes place in your dreams and of course if you're be, if you're having a nightmare that you're being chased one of the reoccurring themes that a lot of people have found is they can never run fast enough no matter how fast they run it always seems like they're going nowhere and the killer's always right behind them and yeah. i love that they put this scene in there because it shows that even though tina is running as fast as she can it's in, it's inevitable because, yeah it's inevitable because yeah. she's in freddy's world and he's like i can just stop you in place so you know well me can say is, that is, but yeah, yeah he can teleport and do what he wants he's in his world yeah but there are scene there's a scene where he's chasing nancy where he gets stuck on the door and oh, you're yes. kind of thinking are you doing this to dick about with her or are you just stupid I, I had noticed that though with the uh when nancy hits him with the the the, the bin bin lid yeah. It's his, it's his imaginary world. Surely nothing can affect him. Nothing. Clearly not bin lids or doors. Well, clearly, yeah. I, I did wonder that. It was, yeah, the, the dream world is Freddy's world. And he's shown that physics just don't apply to him. Yeah. Except when it's a trash can and he can trip on it. It's like, clearly trash cans are your kryptonite. There so appear to be cer Freddy, certain um, circumstances. There is a there is actually a huge plot hole in oh, this film that I wasn't aware of. Go for it. It's so Nancy much later down the line of the film, I believe it's when she's she's in the she's in the dream oh where is it? She's in the dream test place testing facility. Her mum sticks her in there. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah, where she gets all the she's going mad. Yeah. And yeah. her hair actually turns white. I didn't notice that the first time. Yep. She gets like rogue. So basically, Nancy grabs hold of Freddy and she comes back out of the dream and no one believes her until she goes, well, ha, I brought his hat back. Yep. And she brings his hat back. And that is when Nancy realizes, oh, if I wake up and I'm holding something in this dream world, I can bring it to the real world. And like, great. I, she starts formulating her plan to defeat him. If you rewind the film, however, back to when Nancy gets Glenn to guard her, yep. when she wakes up from the film, wait, not wait, wakes up from the film, when she wakes up from the dream, sorry, if you watch the scene, she's actually holding on to his arm. They're very in bed, tightly. right? They're, they're fighting him in her bed. They're fighting in bed and she's holding him and she wakes up and everyone sat there goes, 
if if waking up in your dream, as we find mm. out later, brings things into the real world, Freddy should be there. And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't notice that the first time. But yeah, that's a bit of a plot hole, that is. I hadn't noticed that at all. That's yeah. that's, that's a good one. So yeah, they're, they're fighting on the bed and she's she's got her arms around him and yeah. she wakes up. So Freddy should be right there in that bear hug. Which, of course, when we get to the final act of the film, she grabs hold of him and she wakes up and he's there with her. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Plot hole. Sorry, where's Craven? I didn't mean to rip your rip yeah, script to pieces. Oh yeah, Rod is a dirty dude. Oh yeah. There it was. Did you just I... say Rod is a dirty dude? <laughs> It's because I was watching that scene. Rod is a oh god, Rod is a dirty dude. I was watching that bit when he's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna stay here tonight, like her. I'm gonna take Tina. We got her mum's bed, y'all. It's gonna be great." And you just see Tina sitting again. The fuck? Huh? Why does he talk like this, y'all? Y'all, oh, dude, like, why does he talk like that? See that? See this is I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, douchey frat boys. Oh yeah. I. Although to be fair, Rod's not as bad as douchey frat boy from Freddy vs. Jason because at least after they do the no- the naughty, he let Tina touch him. Oh, and that guy is gone within the first within ten minutes. Oh yeah. What I want to know as poor poor. Uh, I did find it interesting though that Tina is this is you know is the Christian girl or the or whatever the Christian Catholic girl. She's like, yeah, totally gonna go and break some uh, mm-hmm. covenants or whatever it is here. And you've got Nancy who's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to sleep. And you just see Glenn like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh. You'll have to have a cold, cold shower red. after that, Glenn. Yeah, you've been cock blocked. Or ah. a cold red shower. Oh. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes, yes. So where, where were we before we, we had a little break there? Just so we... Talking about we? Freddy's we're look. Definitely... Oh, we were talking about yeah, his sores on his face. Just his it's look in to, general. It is kind of hard to describe what his face looks like because I was trying to imagine how you would describe that. Mm. And it's it's not Crater easy, face. actually. Yeah, imagine the moon, but fleshy and <laughs> like, what? Take, yeah, take the moon. And put it on his... <laughs> paint the craters red. So you've got yeah. the red... Walls, craters, and then just flesh it, flesh tone the rest of it, and that's pretty much Freddy's face. There you go, with a, a jaunty fedora on top. Oh yes, exactly. I did like the the great. There's a great scene in this. It's when they do that classic teenager thing, where you want to go stay at someone's house, so you call up your 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 planet. Ow, oh, just mm. whack me elbow. Your planet mm. with your friend. It's like right. I'm going to tell my parents I'm at your house. What are you going to say? Oh. I'm going to say you're here. It's like, but I'm also going out tonight. So if anyone calls your house, I'm yeah. at your house. You, you like, got to pull it, yeah. pre-plan it. Pre-plan, pre-plan it. it. And I love that, this little comic scene where Tape it all goes order. totally wrong for Glenn. He's yeah. got the, he's got the hi-fi system. And he says, all right, I'm going to call up my cousin. It's like, yeah, no, not his cousin. He's calling up his mum. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts the background noise on. I'm guessing he works in an airport, something like that. He puts it on. His mom's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, it's very noisy. You know, stuff's going in the background. And then it just descends into a 
a gunfight followed by a car crash there's flames and all you can see is him panicking as he's trying I think to it's stop. motorbikes yeah i think it's motorbikes, oh, is it motorbikes? yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's like a, a biker gang first. he thinks there's a biker gang outside he tries it's to a biker say. gang outside then it turns yeah. into a shootout which turns into like a <laughs> massive car crash pile up and all you could just hear him going i'll call the police mom I'll, yeah yeah oh, yeah and you sat there going you know in the morning when you got home she's called your auntie already and it's like what on earth happened outside your house last night Oh, nothing. Nothing happened. Why? He goes, but what about the gangs and the gunfight? And... No, no, nothing like that. What about the war, Glenn? <laughs> what about the war? <laughs> you just know that Glenn got grounded horribly after that. But, <laughs> but I thought it was a nice, it was a great, it was a great take on the, I'll say I'm at your place and you have to say you're at mine. Yeah, I like that. Whether that actually ever worked, I don't know. It can't, it wouldn't work nowadays because people have mobile phones. I think so, I you know, may have done that sneakily as a, a a teen a young tom jr but i want to say i did as well I, I was never really i was always kind of i would always fall in line i was never really much of a arsehole kid i don't yeah, think it was anyway. I, I never planned to. i want to say maybe i i was tempted yeah. to yeah and i was like yeah, no maybe, maybe i shouldn't no um <laughs> you, wanna... you, men- you mentioned earlier about uh the boiler room you know we saw freddy that like yes. that's his that's his in his dream, in a dream world, that's where you find him—the industrial factory boiler room. Looking, mm. I had a thought. Oh yeah, would the character, the the killer slash um, icon Freddy Krueger, work in this sort of slasher film, but in a different environment? I don't think Ooh. he would work. Say, let's say for it, right, Jason, the forest, mm. Michael Myers, suburbs, um, yes. Leatherface, the the, 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 the Bayou, Chucky residential, Leatherface, the Bayou, um, even something maybe in like a, a cave dwelling or like a canyon cave dwelling. Maybe like hills have eyes, sort of. They're oh not really yeah, slashy, the hill, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine Freddy like at nighttime poking, appearing behind a tree. Like, I'm gonna get you, like in the moonlight. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine him working in any. Maybe if you changed up his look, so he's still yeah. uh, um, his attire, not so much his his skin look and whatnot, but his attire. So he's not his his jumper or his fedora. He could kind of work as a sort of cave dweller, kind of similar to the things in the the descent. You know, yeah, the monsters in work. the descent. Imagine them all just being Freddy's with the the claw hands. Oh God! <laughs> but he he wouldn't really that... fit in any. My my Michael could. Kind of work in the forest, I think, in a forest camp setting. Um, Jason can easily work in a in a suburb setting, a uh, city setting. We've 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 been there. He can work yeah, in any yes. setting. Leatherface, I think, could work in a city setting. I don't know. He's he's there's a a butcher um, that actually doesn't serve uh, animal meat; it's human meat, and he's in the back chopping the victims up. A bit like something a, like that. It's, yeah, Sweeney Toddish. Yeah, something like that. But Freddy's a tough one. See, I I have to. I would agree with that. Freddy is tricky to mm. because he exists in the dream world. So that's yeah, the thing. He's, and I that's what I I think that's what I really like about these slashes. Is it when you watch the franchises, you don't just become you know attached to the. The, I mean, you don't get attached to the survivors, really. You know, especially nowadays, most of the survivors, you just like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gonna, 
doesn't matter unless they are you know you've got the final girls you know you've got your nancy's you've got your who was the girl from scream was she nancy as well sydney Sydney. she got nancy sydney we've got laurie you know the you've got the back when the final survivors were Mm. they had a good backstory Mm. and you they built them up so you were like i really want you to survive Mm. and i I would say that with these franchises, you don't just, you know, come to love the the main villain or you know their their final survivor, but you also become you also start to love the yeah the the environment that they up they they yeah. you know they come from. Yeah, and I would say it's actually probably quite tricky to to take any of the the slashes out of their environment. So for Leatherface, he works well because he is that kind of mentally unstable hillbilly in the dingy sticks in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah and if you were to take uh you know that kind of hillbilly and stick him in a city he would stick out like a sore thumb mm. same with jason jason is a survivor yeah well, yeah yeah so he's a survivor to a degree so again if you were to stick him i don't know actually no no jason would survive jason would do well maybe in leatherface's domain in that open yeah, environment. Yeah. yeah. But if you were to take Michael Myers and stick him in a forest, he, for me personally, I think he would look out of place. Yeah. I think the, obviously the only exceptions are Freddy because of him not being real. Michael, J- the ones we've, uh, we've talked about maybe monsters, but they're real people. They're real flesh Especially and blood. In their early, in yeah. their early films, they are deaf. I mean, Leatherface never went supernatural, did he though? No, but, they're, they're, yeah, they're real flesh and blood, even if Jason did come back from the dead. He's still in our world. Whereas yeah. people like Pinhead and the oh, Cenobites and yeah. Freddy are not from no. this world. So, Well, Freddy was, but then he, he then was. He's, yeah. he's died. Well, he's come to something else. Technically, so was Pinhead. That is true, actually, yes. Which you find out later on. Um, see, that's why, see, that's why when I first watched this film... That's I. This is when I I really like this film mm. because it was it was different to the first film. It was different from the other slashes because, mm. as mm-hmm. we just said, Leatherface, Michael, Jason. You there could be people like them in the real world. You know the ones who are sort of un you know unhinged. There are people that you know. To be fair, there's probably there are people in this in our history that have done way worse than these guys have. Yeah, but Freddy was different. Because they took that that logic, especially that childhood logic. You know, when you're a child, it's dark. The boogeyman. You, the boogeyman. You've gone to the toilet and you've stepped out of the toilet with a light, and you're like, "Oh my god, it's pitch black in my house." Yep. Yep. And I have to get from my this this solitary light source of protection to my bed. I got to get under the covers, and I'll be safe because then I can fall asleep. I'll be safe. And oh, I love what Res Quaven did. Was he went, "Ah, yes, you're safe in your dreams." No, you're not. No. And I, I must admit, after I think I watched this film, I did have a few nightmares because I'd be lying there in bed going, my God, if I fall asleep, am I going to dream about Freddy? And that is kind of what, especially in the films as you watch it, that is what builds up the mythos, is mm. the more people talk about him, the more he gets in the back of their mind. Yeah. And of course, when you dream, it is your subconscious mind trying to understand and process certain things. So you can see why Freddy was kind of a 
a, a great success because the more people talked about him, the more he's probably going to start, you know, reliving Fred free in your brain. And you can't forcefully wake yourself up from a dream. No, you can't, you can't just decide you I'm fall. done dreaming now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, see, Freddy, I'd like to wake up now. Your uh, brain's like, oh, no. I'd, li- I'd like to go home now, please. I'd like to leave. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Yeah. See, I, I would like, I would love it. I would love, I've never, I've only had a lucid dream once, mm. which is where obviously you, you, you're aware that you're dreaming. And I yeah. was going to have a great time. I was like, oh my God. I was lying there. I was like, I'm dreaming. I can do anything I want to do. What should I do? And I was, I, the surge of adrenaline I had, whilst not surge of but the, like, the mass amount of, <gasps> I'm dreaming, woke me up. And I, I remember waking up, I was like, I've just woken myself up from my lucid dream. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, it's all right. I'll go back to sleep media, get back into it. And I never did. I've never had a lucid dream again. And I was like, the one chance I had, and I squandered it by <laughs> realizing I was dreaming. Ah. <laughs> oh. There's a so question, annoying. question, right, about the film. Yeah. I have a favourite shot in the whole film. I, I have a shot that I think is actually oh, fantastic. Okay. Do you have one? Could you think of one? Ooh. I can't really, actually, know. Well, for me... It's got to be one of the, it's gotta be one of the death scenes, probably. It's close to a death scene for me. Ooh, it's okay. the claw in the bathtub. <gasps> oh, yes, that is a good one. Like... Uh, now I've just said it. <laughs> so, for me, it is a, it is such a fantastic shot. It's not the the lack of intense music. You know the lack of the yeah. lack of like uh, boom boom boom. Uh, Jaws, for example, but the lack of intense Dude. bassy music. Yeah, uh, it's not a jump scare. It's no, a simple it's shot, Nancy in the bath, and. It's not my favourite shot because of where the camera is placed. It's placed right at her crotch, leg spread. Yes, it's it heavily that is, that implies is something. Heavily implies that. very very inappropriate. But the claw just comes out of nowhere, and it's yeah. slow. It's not intense. It's slow, and you you can kind of feel. I don't know, like that annoying audience member going, "It's there, it's right there I mean, in front of you. Right Get there. it." I know that. And it's a simple claw up, and then it goes. And yeah. it's the beginning of what's going to happen next. Mm. It's it's just it's enticing you in instead of a jump scare or an intense moment. I, I must see. I know that this this was not my favorite scene shot because I had way different notes on this scene than you did. So not obviously the scene is. I think they use that shot as well. And a lot of promotion shots, mm-hmm. they use that yeah. image of the glove coming out. Obviously yeah. you probably couldn't get away with that nowadays uh, because yeah, it is widely inappropriate. Mm. Not back in the eighties. My, I must say when I was watching this, I felt like, you know, that, you know, the parent kind of thing where they tell you not to do something or like to be careful. And you're like, Oh God, I don't listen to you. And it was, it was a great moment where the mum knocks on the door, which is when Freddie's glove goes away. And she looks at the door and she goes, oh, Nancy goes, don't fall asleep in there. You know, you could drown. And Nancy's like, huh, go on, mom. And the next shot you see of Nancy is she's slipping down and the water's like on her chin. And I was watching it go, my notes is literally like, Nancy, the the water's almost in your mouth. It's like, you could drown. And then obviously, you know, 
she gets i don't know i really want to know how they film that scene because she gets pulled under the bath and there's just a great moment where she's always like popping up and down they must have built a really big tank oh, it, they, they, it would have been um i mean to, to save costs it would have either been a cheap bath they would have cut the bottom out and just made it mm. deeper put it in, put it on top of a tank yeah and, and that's how she can keep coming up and down as amazing as that shot is the ending of the scenes annoyed me so much because it the mum can't get into the bathroom yeah i had this note as well no yeah. about the locks yeah right i'm looking my my humble abode right now the bathroom has a lock inside only okay inside yeah. the bathroom only and i think most bathrooms do it's a slidey lock maybe yeah why do this happens in a lot of horror films why because mm. you know a survivor will try and run away and lock themselves in a room inside the house yeah why do these rooms have locks that are key locks why does a bathroom need a key lock yeah I it was, it was is, is that lock? not yeah because she the mum is trying to pick it oh she is yeah yeah why would you need a key lock in a bathroom surely that is a health and safety like that's a fire yeah. hazard yeah it definitely is that is Oh, yeah, why, why do bedrooms need key locks? I, I've never... Maybe it's a British thing. I, I just... I don't get it. <laughs> it's... Now, I th- at this point in the film, we're probably about... I think we're probably about 45 minutes into this film. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Tina's Tina's dead. Rod's... No, 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 I think Rod uh, is Rod's in jail, isn't he? Rod's, Rod's in, in jail, jail at this point. Yeah. And Nancy is very aware that whenever she dreams, some... this You know, I don't think she knows it's Freddy Krueger at this point. No, she, she, she hasn't got to the bit where she got his hat yet. No. no. Yes, she hasn't. But she no. knows that every time she dreams, you know, her nightmares seem way more realistic than they should be. Yeah. And it is, is she gets out the bath. She tells him when she goes, oh, no, it's all right. I'm fine. Everything. And then, yes, yeah, she closes the door and she locks it again. And it's like you, you almost drowned in the bathtub and your mum couldn't get through the door. It's like you just said. It's like, why would you lock the door again? You, yeah, baffling. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking oh, of, oh no, yeah, because I was my 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 note was leather is super crunchy because she'd actually gone to visit Rod in the prison, and every yeah. time he moved, you just heard this. <laughs> I was sitting again. I'm this this noise is putting me off. I mean, leather can make that sound, but they probably way overemphasized. <laughs> Someone's like, oh, I like the smell of leather. It's like, yeah, just turn up the leather sound. I reckon someone likes the, the sound of leather when they edit to this and just they just turn it up to superhuman levels because yeah rod's jacket was way too crunchy not crunchy but squeaky or whatever it is crunchy crunchy when you sit on a leather seat you're like oh yeah 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 my my chair's leather and it's more it's a little crunchy (laughs) not as crunchy as rod oh i wouldn't want to sit on a leather seat in the summer though no super warm no so that was my favorite shot I, I I think the worst shot is at right at the end. Oh, see now if it's the shot I think it is the I final must admit, shot. Okay, no, it's not. I, no. I think the shot I like the most actually is when Nancy's brought Freddy back into the real world. She's finally yeah. got him. Actually, she's she's trick. She's attacking with all the the tricks and things, and it's after she set him on fire and he jumps on top of the mother who's asleep and like she he toastifies her to pieces 
and it's when they the, the father pulls off the the blanket and she's this skeletal corpse yeah just sort of like is, pointing out good. with like the exorcist lighting and everything and she just sucks down into the bed i must admit i really like that scene it also reminded me of the ghostbusters like cheesy effects yes that, yep. that fly off I would yeah, no, say that, that is, is good. That is good. Yeah. That is really good. Um, I'd there's like, yeah, Exorcist Part 2 here. There we go. Oh, that's a bad film. Well, no, I mean, like, in, like, the first Exorcist film. I know, like, yeah. Effects. I just yeah. mean, Exorcist 2 is bad. Uh, yeah. I it's mean, a bad yeah. film. Um, no, the bad scene is the final scene, again, related to the mum, right at the end. Yeah. Where she is just sucked through the door but it's not her it's a mannequin it's so good it's a it's it's so bad she she gets she gets sucked through the window in the door by freddy she's standing outside and the scene cuts from her standing outside the door waving to nancy uh because they're trapped in in glenn's car there's a whole thing Freddy's back. He reaches, he breaks the glass, reaches through, pulls her, but the camera then cuts not to the actress, but to a dummy. May as well be a crash test dummy and just pulls it through. It's some sort of, I I must, I was going to go with the blow up doll because it has to be able to be squished enough to go through that window. Oh, I thought it was really fun. I mean, thing is though, it's one of the scenes where, yeah, as, as daft as it is. Yeah. You know that horror fans, if you were asking what probably you know a scene they would remember from this film is, someone will go, "Oh, I remember the dummy scene from the end." It's memorable. Yeah, it's memorable. Well, that's an, see, that's an interesting because I actually wanted that's a good segue into what I was going to mention next was this film is very clever at making you try keep on your toes to guessing if the characters are actually awake or not. Yes, I noticed they did this a lot of times. And the first one I I noticed is when Nancy's about to fall asleep because she's trying to find out more about you know who this man is that's chasing him in their dreams. And this is when she asks Glenn to to guard her. And she says, Look, I need you to sit there. Yeah. Don't fall asleep. I need you to guard me. Or no, she doesn't sit, so sit there. He goes, I just need you to be a guard Wake for me. me. I need you to watch me. Wake yeah. me up. And then the next scene is Nancy is she's outside and she's trying to find Freddy. And she goes, Glenn, are you still watching? And he appears from behind a tree and goes, well, yes, of course I am. And then he goes back behind the tree. And I was watching it and I was like, it's great wait, fake out. It's like, are they actually, she's like, are they dreaming right now? Or are they actually outside? Yeah. And they went, right, we're going to go find him. You got to, you got to watch me. But this sort of theme continues throughout the film. And it's a very subtle way of showcasing how when you're asleep, your brain just accepts things. It, if something is really weird in a dream, your brain doesn't go, that's really weird. Your brain just goes, okay, cool. So when, she asks, <laughs> yeah, so when she asks Glenn if he's watching and he sticks his head and goes, yes, Obviously, we're watching it going, uh, Glenn's clearly asleep right now. He's obviously fallen asleep. But to Nancy, in that dream world, her mind is going, oh, yeah, cool. Glenn's there. He's watching. Yeah, cool. No worries. 
it, when she wakes up, she realizes he's asleep, and she absolutely has a go at him because he fell asleep. It's clever, though. It's a very clever scene because it is kind of like a fake out, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like you said, you you wouldn't know. Um, no, you wouldn't. No, because like, yeah, you you your brain will just process whatever is going on, yeah. um, and it's it's actually we see this. Bef- I think before this got the Glen Guard, mm. because at this point in time, Tina Tina's been long dead by this point. Yeah, but there's a scene after after Tina dies, Nancy goes to school and she's sitting mm. in English class listening to Shakespeare. Which, if you've ever gone to a UK school, Shakespeare is the one thing that's guaranteed to probably try and put you asleep. Oh, you'll always get it in English. You always get it in English, and that's what happens. Nancy falls asleep. And she looks to the side and she sees, I love, actually, this is probably one of my best shots. She sees Tina's body in the body bag. It's like, it's bloody, oh. it's in the body bag. Oh. And she goes, oh, oh, I need to, quick interruption. I discussed something oh. about that after this, about Tina in the body okay. bag. Okay. But carry All on. Right. <laughs> carry on. And the, the Tina corpse just goes, oh, hello, Nancy, or something. She says, hello, Nancy, or something. And Nancy just looks at her and again, because she's dreaming, she goes, oh, cool. And I think she says, follow me. And the, the yeah. corpse it's all shuffles off or whatever it does and of course to nancy's brain it's like all right cool let's do this not but of course as you know when you're the viewer you're like surely that would if that was to happen to you in real life you'd be like a corpse is talking to me what the fuck this is not right but when you're asleep your brain's like a corpse is talking to me yeah all right let's go let's let's do this it also it had like fives of the sixth sense there I don't know when the Sixth Sense came out. I think the Sixth Sense came out way later than this. Oh yeah, Sixth Sense was late nineties. Yeah, yeah. But it, it had that it sort of maybe it had that feel to it where oh no, I don't really go into the Sixth Sense. I mean, uh, would that be spoilers? Uh, no, it wouldn't be spoilers because the boy in the Sixth Sense he talks, he can see ghosts. Yeah, and oh that that yeah, scene in that school in the Sixth Sense it creeps me. Though. It always creeps me out. Is when he sees the kid and he's like, "Oh, it's another kid." Oh, hey there. Kid's like, "Oh yeah, hi. How are you doing?" And he turns around. You see that he's, you know, he's got a massive bullet hole through his head. I must admit, when I saw that for the first time, I, I, I turned the film off because I'm like, I'm so, I, I just cre- got creeped out too much. Never got the intro to horror. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's a great film, great twist, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that that particular that scene, that school, I was like, oh no, too much. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's good. And then you and then you see um, you. She ends up uh, running to the hall monitor, which ends up being Freddy. Oh, yes. Which I well, you can tell by the jumper. Yes, it she's is. She's wearing the, 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 the sweater. The, this is the only film, by the way. This is the only film mm. where Freddy doesn't have the stripes on his arms. It's the only one. It's only on the chest, right? On the of the yeah. The it's jumper. only on the chest in this film, but in the rest of the films, he's got mm. the stripes all the way down the sleeves as well. I wonder why they that was changed. To be fair, they changed his appearance a lot. Yeah, I mean, we true. we have we have Demon Freddy in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. With his pointy elf ears. Oh, God. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't good. Yeah. Mm. No, we're not talking I about did, that film. Not talking no, about that. I did learn that Kane Hodder actually auditioned for Freddy. Because Wes Craven wanted a, a stuntman to play Freddy, but then quickly realized that in order to get the Freddy he wanted, he did need an actor. I'm trying to think, visualize my head while that, because Kane Holder's a big, big guy. 
He's a very so he's six foot it, two, something like that, six foot three. But he's stocky as well. He's he's a big built guy. Yeah. I mean, so, he did technically play Freddy in Freddy versus Jason. No, Jason no. goes to hell with the hand because oh, yeah, the hand yeah, thing. Oh yeah, but it's the hand as as a whole body and seeing. I mean. Like you said, it doesn't wear a mask, Freddie, so you can see mm. it's Robert England's face. You cover it up as much yeah. with much prosthetics as you like. You can still see it's Robert England's face. Oh, yeah. So then you'd, you'd be seeing Kane Hodder's face, which you rarely see in horror films because he's covered up. Wherever, yeah. if, if he's, I think he I think he plays Victor Crowley in Hatchet. Um, I believe so, yes. Obviously, Jason. Always covered up with whatever. You never really see Kane. So I trying to visualize what a Freddy would look like as I, a, big, a big Freddy with Kane Hodder's face. It, it wouldn't look right. The thing is, again, it wouldn't look right because Freddy is not Freddy is a in the dream world. Freddy is is all powerful. Mm. You know, he has he he's the you know he's he's the king in the dream world. Yeah, but when you look at him physically, he's he's kind of a stick. He's not that big. Yeah, he's, he's quite you know, pathetic, he's, really. He's tall and he's lean. So yeah, if you were to stick him next to Jason or Michael, you'd be like, well, you know, these two are clearly more powerful. And again, if you were to take, if you had Robert England pay Jason, you'd be looking at going, uh, yeah. no, it doesn't work. Because I think that's the thing is, obviously now we're used to Jason being, you know, a six foot guy. plus and, you know, built like a tank. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, that's Jason. And any other variation would be like, that's not Jason. Mm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um. The thing I mentioned about Tina and her body bag. Oh yeah, you didn't seem to like. I this, did you? fucking when I rewatched this, <laughs> I laughed so much when. Uh, when does the scene start? It's. I wrote this down. When when the scene starts, uh, it's the scene after. It's the morning after Tina's death, and Nancy wakes up in the house, comes downstairs, and there's a TV on in the kitchen of Nancy's house. Her mum's oh, yeah. watching the TV. <laughs> And it's the news report of Tina's death. You know, yes, it is. He had murdered on the street. And the footage is obviously a camera guy on the scene. The footage is of the coroners wheeling out Tina. Okay. Like real close this? up shot. It's only yeah. like a, a 10 second shot. They're wheeling out Tina. This is on the news. And Tina's in this, because it's a clear body bag near enough, isn't it? It's not like oh a yeah, black. it's clear. She's laying on, on she's laying on this, Gurney, I think it'd be, it's a gurney. Yeah, it'd be gurney, it. yeah. Trolley gurney. And her arm just slips out. Her dead arm just slips oh, out of yeah. the the of the um the bag, and they don't even try and lift it. No, I I just laughed. I couldn't even imagine that. Say someone down oh. the street had passed away. It doesn't have to be a ser- like a killer passed away, and even the paramedics or whoever comes to pick the body up. Just wheeling it out, and suddenly half the body just collapses off the gurney. <laughs> I I couldn't believe. I, I laughed so much when that happened, and you're not meant to. <laughs> yeah, it. And it was very yeah, bloody. The... They it was a very bloody arm when you see the clip. Oh, it was. It's <laughs> it's caked in blood. See, yeah. I I missed that because I was I kept rewinding the scene because I wanted to know at what point did the coffee cup that Nancy is holding appear. She walks downstairs, no coffee cup in her hand. Mm. And then she's talking to my mum and her mum is like, oh, shouldn't we go to school? It's like, no, I have to. And she brings up this coffee cup and mum's like, no, no more coffee. And I was like... Is that a continu- uh, continuity error? Yeah, I was like, where did this coffee come from? Yeah. Was, 
it's, it, she has this amazing ability to just magic out coffee cups from nowhere. She drinks a lot of coffee. Alcohol. And um, I can tell you now, all right, Nancy drinks so much coffee in this film that it she is going to crash. She would, if she, she would crash massively hard. And I know this because I went on a trip to France many years ago. Mm. My uncle at the time could drink a coffee an hour. I mean, this oh. is a seasoned coffee drinker. He, you know, he was probably 40s by then. I, and I was you know, oh. a young teenager. And I was like, yeah, I've never had coffee before. I'll try this. And I thought I could match him for coffee. I didn't sleep for three days. I was yeah. so wired, I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah, heart and palpitations. The, yeah, the third yeah. day, I crashed so hard, I lost about a day and a half because I just could not wake up. So the amount of coffee she drinks, she, she's going to be fine for Freddie because she'll be like, I'll have to sleep for three days. I'm wide awake. I'm, I've got Until this. she has to sleep from the crash. And then she'll, she'll crash hard and she'll never wake up. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I, I could do... I do one large Costa a day. And that is my not not just Costa. That's my coffee for the day. Oh, I mean that's a large that's a large but, Costa. They're big, but I make it last. I, I'll reheat it at work. That will go until about midday. See, I can't <laughs> do that. I have to drink it straight away. Yeah. Um, now back to the film, not coffee talk. <laughs> one thing I did notice, and I wanted to know what you thought about this, mm. is so the film's obviously a Nightmare on Elm Street. It is. All of the films always take place in Elm Street, the, yes. that little area. Yes. So I was wondering, Freddy is obviously, we, we learned that Freddy was a child, especially in this version, Yeah. that Freddy was a child murderer. He was yeah. supposed to be a child molester, but at the time there was a series of actual child molestations going on. So they were like, no, change that, please. We don't want that in here. Which when they did the reboot, they changed it back again. And we learned that the parent, Freddy got off on a technicality yeah. and he was released and the parents went, no, nah, fuck that. So they, they killed him. And I was wondering if, even though Freddy is in the dream world, is he stuck within Elm Street, that little area? Because you, it's never mentioned that he goes outside Elm Street. I see what you're and saying. And I think it's, it's one of the later films, uh, must be one of the last, like maybe Nightmare 6 or 7. Yeah when there's only the last teenager is he can't leave. I think it's implied that he can't leave Elm street. He's stuck there. So he has to get someone else to go do his bidding outside. So I was thinking, is he, is his like spirit stuck in that area? I've never really been too sure on that rule before. That's, that's a good, it's yeah. a good thing to bring up. I've never really been too sure on that rule. Cause you could just say, let's move four towns over. And, yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, uh, does he follow you? I I don't really know how that works. If I'm honest, yeah, I don't. I'd have to watch the series again to work. Yeah. To try and see if it's mentioned. But which we will I down the line, down which the road. We will. No, we will. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it was ever mentioned if he can actually leave Elm Street, or at least the that mm. neighborhood, or you know the 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 vicinity he's in. Yeah, because I. Much like you, I've seen the series. I don't remember them as well as, say, this one and number three being my favourite. Um, the rest of the series, yeah, hmm. that's a good question. Got, that's a very good question. I have, I have got a note that I, oh. I've completely forgot about. Mm. It's the marshmallow stairs scene where Nancy is once again dreaming. I thought it was, it was great, and she's running yeah. up the stairs, and Freddie he smashes his hand. That that poor door gets broken so oh, tight. Yeah. Poor yeah. door. And he smashes his hand through the, the little window. 
mm. and you see him talking as Tina's voice. And I'm, I'm assuming it's supposed to and be... there's a mask. Yeah. Yes. I'm assuming it's supposed to be Tina's face. And I was looking at the mask and I was like, that looks so much like Michael Myers right now. I was thinking more like Leatherface with the skin. It was like it was, oh, it was okay. like it was like a, a skinned a skinned face yeah. on his face. Well, because it's very quick. I was looking, well, not too quick. It's, but I was looking. It is like, quick, is yeah. that is that a reference to Halloween? But again, now thinking about it, it's like, or is that a reference to yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Obviously, it's probably more Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know. It'd be a reference. I think more like you mentioned, he dicking around, toying hmm. with his prey. There is there is a reference though to a horror franchise in this film. When uh, she's watching Evil Dead. Yes, she's watching no, Evil know, Dead too. Although, that, yes. they got the audio wrong for that yeah. scene. So I, can't remember, I think they're watching the scene where Ash is getting his chainsaw. He's, you know, he's a bit demented. Mm. He's getting stuff. But the audio is actually from the infamous tree rape scene in that film. And they put the wrong audio over the top of that film. Why would they do that? I don't know. I guess they just got it wrong oh. or something. But yeah, Evil Dead reference. I think it's because... In Evil Dead, Sam Raimi put a Freddy reference in there or something. There well, was Evil like a Dead crossover. was before Evil Dead's before um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, there was there was some there was some connection there. But even then, later I was in Evil Dead. I don't know down the line, you get to see Freddy's glove in the the shed. And it was actually Evil Dead One in. Um, oh, it was Evil Dead One. I thought. Yeah, it was Evil, Evil Dead because Evil Dead, Dead 2, Two is 1987. Evil Dead One is 1981. <laughs> Oh, that was it. It must be an Evil Dead Two, then. That's when you yeah. see Freddy's glove in the in the shed. Yes. Yeah. I oh, noticed yeah. with this film, there's not the cast isn't big. You're oh, yeah, you're, and small. there's not many deaths. No, not really. We have Tina. We have Tina. We have Rod. Yep. Glenn. Glenn. Okay, Glenn. Glenn. Glenn gets uh, it bad. Glenn. Oh, poor Glenn. <laughs> I have a note about Glenn's weird scene, weird interaction with his mother. I was like, this is not the conversation you'd be having with your son. Yeah. It's odd. So there's only, th- is there only three deaths in this film? I mean, Tina, could you, Rod, could you, could you count the Glenn? mom? Yeah, I think that's, I would say yes, but I think that end scene is, is a bit ambiguous because obviously yeah. when they filmed this, they probably didn't think they were going to have a franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, after the, you know, the exorcist corpse sinking thing, it's mm. very implied that, you know, the mum's dead. Yeah. Well, that's why you, oh, you, no. le- you, you leave it on the sort of amb- ambiguous cliffhanger at the end, because you might, you might get a sequel, you might not. But so we leave yeah. it like that, just in case. So we're talking three, four, three, three, maybe four. That, that's three, really low. Four, fourth is unconfirmed. It's, it's a low death count. Actually, I think in order to confirm if the mother said you would have to watch Dream Warriors because obviously in Dream Warriors, Nancy returns. So yeah. Nancy's not dead. It's implied that Nancy dies at the end of this film or yes. she's she has to fight again. But obviously she's back in three. So I'd have to watch that film again to see if she dies or not. The mum. Yeah. Three definitely confirmed. Tina. Three. I mean, Rod gets yeah. the easiest death. He gets, yeah, he gets, gets hung. Yeah. Is, you know, it's very quick of, as well. It's very quick. Tina Tina gets thrown around like a ragdoll. Yep. And Glenn, oh, poor Glenn. Eviscerated. <laughs> yeah. 
he is he is horribly taken up to pieces by freddy it works better that you don't see it yes they were glenn was actually supposed to climb out of the bed afterwards really back out of the hole but then when you're watching it you, there's no way after that he would be getting no. out of it no. the only way they would have done that is if freddy had possessed his body but i'm fairly certain there was no body left at the end of that it was you know, it would be eviscerated to pieces i don't think there's that much blood in the human body no, and ironically, that's actually on Wikipedia in the goof section. Okay. So someone made a goof and said, when Glenn dies, a human body does not contain that much blood. And I think someone edited it to go, yeah, but Freddy's also not real, so, you know. Oh, this come isn't on. Really a goof. <laughs> like, we know it's not much, you know, much blood in a human, but, you know. Freddy's you not real, but Glenn was. Glenn was real. Poor, you know, future was. Captain Jack Sparrow was real. Yeah, look what Amber Heard did to him in that bed. <laughs> but this, what I wanted to talk about, what, this is one of the weirdest scenes in this film. Yeah. It's just before Glenn dies. Yep. And he's he's lying in his bed. He's got that really weird too small top for him. Oh, that I 80s guess, top. I'm assuming that was one of like the American football like shirts where they put over the pads. I think it is. Or... Yeah, yeah. I think it is. And he's lying in bed. He's got the TV on. He's got his headphones on. And his mum comes in, and she says, "How on earth can you watch the TV or like listen to stuff?" And he goes, "Because you know you've got to get to sleep now." And he goes, "Oh, but I can't because Miss Nude America's coming on." <laughs> yeah. And she goes, "Well, how can you hear what she's saying?" He's just like, "It doesn't matter what she says. She's naked." Mom's like, oh, okay. And she ruffles his oh, hair. Oh, you and boys. Yeah, and she ruffles her hair and leaves. And I'm like, did you? It's like, oh, you either have a very trusting relationship with your mum. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to say what happens in your bedroom. But at the same time, I'm like, wouldn't you just lie? It's like, what are you watching? I'm watching a horror film. Yeah. Rather than like, I'm about to uh, watch some late night Skinny Max TV. All right. Take, Could you leave, a, please? We should take a black light to that room. Oh, God. <laughs> It's just, it was such a weird conversation. The mum's just like, oh, you're watching some naked ladies on TV, even though you're clearly 16 and you shouldn't be. Also, this was the 80s, so he's probably had to put in, you know, some car details to uh, or something to uh, pay for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always get your parents' permission. As a whole, the film it it's got good pacing. It, it's not. It's very really quick. T- it is very quick for an, it's, a, it's a solid hour and a half is what you want for a film, mm. uh, especially a horror film. Um, a lot of films we horror films we've discussed have been quite even quicker than that. You know, look, looking at eighty minutes, maybe seventy five. Yeah, I mean, Friday Friday 5th. the thirteenth was only about an hour, yeah. hour ten, but the and that was with a lot build up. The pacing is good on this, I think, because of the <laughs> fact they. They, they, the film starts when it starts. Yeah, it, it just goes like we said. So there's no goes, and then we we slow down for a bit, and then we gradually get back up to where we were. It just keeps going. Oh yeah. And if they didn't have the sequels, um, which explain a bit more of Freddy's backstory, I think it would have been fine. I, I, I would have liked that it was just a mystery, just a subtle yeah. backstory, but then the mystery. You don't. You don't you don't need every single bit of information about everything. No. The audience doesn't need to know everything. 
to be fair, I, I don't know when they start explaining on Freddy's backstory. I would have to watch the franchise again. Mm. <clears throat> but his initial backstory is, is it's very simple in a yeah. nutshell. Yeah. It's Freddy Krueger was a child murderer. He killed a load of children in his factory boiler room type place. Mm. He got arrested. He got off on a technicality. Parents killed him. And he, when he was dying, he was like, you know what? I'm going to take revenge. I'm coming back. I'm going to haunt all your kids. I'm going to do this. Mm. And that was it. It's like, okay, cool. But then when they got further down the franchise, they just, it got so convoluted. Oh, completely. Completely. It was like, oh, so he's, uh, yeah, he's this child murderer that was the son of a nun who was raped by a thousand madmen. (laughs) He's also protected by these three spirits from hell who are going to do this to him. They're giving his pat. And you're like, I'm so confused now. What is Freddy exactly? Well, this and... is the similar thing that happened with Halloween with the Cult of Thorn. Oh, yeah. In uh, six, uh, five and six, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah It's right. just, it's unnecessary to do that. I think the only, the only, I'm trying to think of slashes that their origin stories have actually stayed the same. I would say Chucky, Candyman, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Uh, to a degree, I mean, to a degree, he's a, he's a different. Uh, he's a different Jason after from part six onwards. Well, he's That's a kind Jason, of his new origin story. But he's still he was still a boy that drowned. He just came uh, yeah, back with some yeah, cool powers. Yeah. But yeah, you 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 don't need you don't need all that information. You don't need all that convoluted yeah. backstory at all. And I think what we should we need to do an ep- I think we should do an episode on sequelitis because I think a lot of these. Yeah. You know we're us. You know we're we're big horror lovers. You know here mm. in the Drake cast, we you know chances are if they make a sequel to a one a franchise that we love, we're going to. I mean, we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you know we knew it was going to be bad, but we're like, you know what, we're going to give it a shot anyway. Oh, it's horrific. So I think it's fairly safe to say we will watch a sequel even if we know it's bad. Yeah, because you know that's just who we are. Mm. But a lot of these franchises, you could you. You know, you when you're watching them, you get they get to a certain point, and then you're like, okay, this is this is as good as it's going to get. This is the pinnacle. This is great. And then they release the next one, and you're like, what happened here? Mm. And it just mm. goes down and down and down and down and down to the point where you're just watching it going, you should have stopped way back when. I mean, we were discussing in the Freddy versus Jason episode mm. that. Freddy versus Jason was Robert England's last appearance as Freddy. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there thinking... That was he, it. Oh, he should have had such a better send-off yeah. for his character. And the way he got sent off, it was just like, oh, this is such a shame that this is your last appearance. I, I know that Blumhouse want to buy the rights to A Nightmare on Elm Street because they want to reboot the series or like do one of those... like. Screen five have done. Yeah. Do the recall where they they go, you know, do a tangent or whatever it is. And he turned around and said, I will get Robert England to play Freddy again. And I was sitting there going, as cool as that would be, the man is as stated, he is done completely. And to be fair, the guy's he must be in his seventies by now. Everyone's got a price. Yeah. I mean he he might come back. I mean he might do like some facial capture maybe. Mm. But All they need to do is you bring him back as Freddy, but you have you have the story kind of uh, the the, the oh, what's the phrase um, passing the baton. 
Yeah. As yeah, as sort yeah. of what Scream Five has done. Now we know we're not getting uh, Sydney back. No, we're not. We know we're getting yeah. not getting Dewey back. Courtney Cox yep. will do it because she needs more Botox money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was that was harsh. But <laughs> you, but Scream Five did pass the baton to a new set of. Characters, yeah. Rand, Randy's niece and nephew. Oh, twins um, are so great in that film. Our main, new main final girl and her sister. I, I forget the names. Played by Jen Ortega. Uh, what did I say? Samantha? Um, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But well, you've got definitely that, Sam. Yeah. You've got that, that passing of the baton to your new characters and then to set the new scenes. Um, you could. I don't know how you would do that with Freddy because he is a demonic presence. See... It works with, I, yeah, I see the problem with passing the baton. It works with Ghostface because Ghostface has always been different people. Yeah. And it, it's like you said, yeah, it passes the baton to the new generation who, and it was great in that opening scene of Scream 5 where Ghostface calls up uh, the, the, the girl and says, I'm going to ask you some horror questions. She goes, okay, cool. And it's like, oh, what year did... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street come out. She mm. goes, uh, she Google's it. Goes, oh, 1984. It's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. And it's a, it's a modern set of kind of cheating ways. It's like, oh well, I've got a mobile phone. I can just Google the yeah. answers. Yeah. Whereas, so with Ghostface, you can do that because you, you know it would always be some. It would always be in the next person under the, the mask. Mm. But with Jason, Freddy, Michael, Leatherface, Chucky. You know, can and all these things. It's them. Yeah, it's them. And if you were to take, I don't know, well, with the exception of Mrs. Voorhees, you know, she was technically the killer first. If you were to try and take, let's say Michael, I mean Michael Myers is probably you know the big, probably one of the most successful slashes we've got. Yeah. In terms of you know being able to terrify people, if you were if you killed him off, which you know we'll see what happens in Halloween ends, and then you went. Oh, Halloween reboots. This yeah. time it's Laurie. Oh, you'd be like, what? <sighs> no, it's it's Michael. It's like yeah. don't change the formula. The only way I could go, the only way I could accept that is if, say, in part six where Jamie is more grown up. Yeah, uh, Daniel. Daniel, say say it was a more grown up Daniel Harris, which she doesn't play. She's not in part six. Um. Well, that's not canon now, so, you know. Uh, it is in my <laughs> eyes. No, okay. it is. No, that is more... One, two, four, five, and six are more canon to me than the new ones, okay? Well, I mean, we, we don't know what... I mean, uh, I don't want to go to Halloween. No, we're, we're, no, no, no. no. It me but so much. That's the only one I could see, see that would work if you wanted to, to uh, pass in the baton. Like, she's... Uh, yeah. She's blood. She's family. Carrying on the kids. So that yeah, that one could work, but Freddy, I there's nothing Freddy, really for no. Freddy. And the problem is, is these slashes are so iconic. Yeah, you know that, and I think there are there will be fans in you know, horror fans in the world who, like you said, if you were to take Michael Myers and say, oh well, it's not Michael Myers anymore. He's dead. It's his cousin. She's new. Killer, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you know you sit there going, yeah, okay, I I'll give it a shot, but 
Michael Myers is the reason why so many people were terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he is never the reason. talked. Yeah. Because you never saw his face. Because yeah. he never stops. Whereas with his cousin, you're like, well, we've seen her talking. We see her face. We know what she looks like. Yeah. We know it's her. Whereas Michael Myers, the reason why he was so terrifying was because it could have been anyone under that mask. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Hey, as a whole then, it, Nightmare on Elm Street is a fantastic horror film. Yes, it to is. To put it simply. Yeah. For me personally, it's not one I could ever think, I want to watch a horror film. I want to put on Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, I don't think I'd ever really do that. I've watched it. I wa- I rewatched it for this. I watched it the first time. I was obviously saw it. I think a couple of years back, I wanted to just go through the series, so I watched it again. But it's not yeah. one I, I could go back and watch. You know, I'll, I'll probably watch Halloween at Halloween. It's a tradition. Oh yeah. I like to go back and watch the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like, there's a lot of them I like to go back and watch, but in Iron Elfie, it never really did it for me that I wanted to sit down and just spend an hour and a half watching it. I'm not saying it's a bad film. It's a great film. Yeah, I... Never did it. Again, I would probably agree. It's not in my top... My top list of... I mean, it definitely wasn't my top five of horror films. I... I really liked the film because, for me, it was different. It was a different kind Mm. of a slasher film. Yes. Because it played with your mind. It made you think, well, are they awake right? Especially the ending, you're like, oh, is she awake? Is she dreaming? Yes. What is going on? Whereas all the slashes come before that, it was very much this person's in the world. You could meet them potentially in real life. Mm. Whereas Freddy, the thought of going to sleep and thinking, okay, I'm in my house. The doors are locked. I'm going to sleep. I'm safe in my bed. And then having a slasher who existed in that world and could literally play you like a puppet how he wanted. Yeah. I was like, that Quite is different. That is cool. Yeah. I liked yeah. that change of, and that's also why I like Child's Play when I saw it for the first time. Even though I'm yeah. terrified of dolls, because it was different. It was mm. a slat. It was a killer. But then they're like, oh, how do we make him different? It's like, uh, oh, how about we put him in a doll's body? And then, you know, obviously he went off into his own rights. It's not simply a a man with a knife. No, it was a yeah. man with a knife in a in a doll's body who slowly. You know, in this doll's body, started becoming human again, and mm. oh god, that'd be a terrible way to go. It's got to be said. This is this is simply a man with five knives on one hand, <laughs> five knives on one finger, one yeah. hand, sorry, and a really cool fedora. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I would watch it if I was feeling if I was on if I wanted to go on a massive nostalgia trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched the franchise a few years ago. I think it was during COVID or something. It was just yeah, after that's COVID. What I did. It was one of those things. That's what I did. Yeah. And I just, I had time and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street today. Yeah. So I literally just put the DVDs in and I just sat and just watched them one after the other. I think I would watch the third one if I wanted to watch, if I had to, if I wanted to watch A Nightmare on Elm a Freddy, sim- simply put, I wanted to watch a Freddy Krueger film. I'd watch the third one. Dream Warriors was good. Yes. That they is the one I'd the, watch. They had some of the better scenes, better. Yeah. Death. Uh, death scenes and that yeah. especially that the tendon one was just oh god uh, i like i quite like patricia arquette i think she's really good as well oh she's, she's very good it. yeah um but this this was a nice palate cleanse after freddie versus jason 
Yeah, I. Yeah. Either way, it was a nice palate cleanse for us to do. Yeah, uh, we. I know we still have to do our Freddy versus our own Freddy versus Jason slasher versus slasher. Yeah, that will eventually come. That was what was we, the last episode going to be, and then yeah. it changed. <laughs> we will do it. It's just the problem is, is which which Freddy do you pick and which Jason do you pick? Yeah, because unfortunately. There are. Do you pick human Jason, uh, or do you pick supernatural Jason, or you do you pick cybernetic Jason, or yeah. Whereas, do you pick you know demon Freddy, you know, I don't know Freddy in the first film, or what? It was a bit simpler when we did uh, Ghostface, Ghostface versus Leatherface because for for the most part, Ghostface acts the same in every film. It doesn't matter yes. who's behind the Ghostface; it, they act the same. Leatherface, we just went straight with the basic. We could have done others, yeah. but uh, they're fairly similar. They do differ. The characters do differ from film to film, especially from the third and fourth, and yeah. then the really, really shitty <laughs> canon sequels. But that was that was fairly easy to go by. Um, this, yeah, like yeah. you said, it's a bit. We have a lot more options. We need to really narrow down which ones we pick, but to then yeah, put 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 up between each other. I'd love to do a. I think it'd be great to do a Chucky versus Annabelle. I think it'd be fantastic. Doll versus doll. Yeah, Annabelle is off the Conjuring franchise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, right. I kind of stay clear of that franchise, <laughs> but I, yeah. if we have to do it, I will do my research. Well, I, because when I sent you a text, because I was, because obviously we've got a kind of a new, a new thought for a, an episode, haven't we? Which is the catch up. Not the catch-up. Oh, the other episode. Yes, 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 yes. This yes. is the... Yes. We, we were discussing it a little while ago, and it was actually when I was in Scotland. And I know... I, no, it was when I was just back from Scotland, and I'd just seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I was pinging you messages left, right, and centre. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was very much your reaction. There was like, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm, mm. Yeah, okay. Mm. And so what we thought would be quite you, a cool you idea thought is... Wrong. You thought uh, wrong about me and my opinion on Ghostbusters. I know, I... Yeah, very clearly I did. <laughs> but the idea that came out of it was interesting was what we're going to do is we're going to have a certain episodes which would either be called Tom Recommends or T Recommend. No, yeah, or T Recommends. And we choose a film that, as an individual, we think the other one may not have watched, potentially. Or Oh, is that what we're doing? I didn't realize. I thought, I, I thought we just discussed we'll just pick a film. Each of us just pick Okay, a we'll do that then. I mean, but I, I have with... definitely picked a film you haven't seen. <laughs> and I'm not telling you what well, it is yet. Okay. Originally, because I had sent you that I wanted to do Ghostbusters, but then I watched Mad God and I was like, oh, that is a cracking film. Yes, I would like to do that. I would like to do yeah, Mad God. Yeah, it's, it's very... I don't think there's much of a plot, but... Mm. Well, not that I gather. But then I was sitting there like, oh, you could, you know, potentially pick a film called The Others, which is very cool. Very creepy. Have you not seen The Others? Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Brilliant film. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. So there are going to be seven episodes, which will either be Tom Recommends or T Recommends. Mm. And we simply pick a film, we watch it, and then here we just see where it takes us. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a few few ideas in the pipeline. Um, mm. And the other one I briefly alluded to was might be looking uh, into the first half of this year, of 2022, and yes, uh, a little fun. nice rundown of how how the horror scene has gone because yep. I think it's been pretty good this year. It's been pretty solid so far in 2022. Um, yeah, it might, a, few it might a few hiccups, but horror doesn't really do well at the cinema. Um, 
No, it does well in streaming it, it does services. well by word of mouth streaming services. Yeah. So we both have uh, we both have homework. I have to watch X because I haven't seen it yet. I really have you to watch do. it. You do. You do. You have to watch the sadness, which is I I, I think do. It's a great film. I do, and we're both going to try and watch the black, uh, the black bone. bone. The black bone. Yeah. Yes. So, That's uh, is that Ethan? It's all Ethan Hawke, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah, that's interesting. If we, ca- I would say, if we cannot, because we're going to get back to doing these episodes weekly. You will have yes, an episode yes, we next week. If we cannot get our homework done by next week, the. The 2022 first half of the year catch-up, horror catch-up. I'm going to have to find a better title for that. <laughs> That's way too long. We'll, we'll yeah, come we'll the come week after. That. We'll come the week after. So we've got more yes. time to catch up. And we'll... we'll You'll get something fun next week. Whatever. You'll <laughs> even, get if it's, even if it's a Darth Hour episode on... Yeah. I don't know. Horror... I don't know. We could even just do a Darth episode on... What was that last one we did? I swear we did like a... Oh, no, that was our top five ones. That was it. Yeah, which was three episodes long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We initially tried to do it the first time and we lost the recording and that was like a three-hour recording session. We don't talk about Because the other idea we had, we might... We're toying with the idea of doing our top five slashes, but we need to to plan out. Yeah, Yeah, that was the other top five. It could be the top five horror films that we didn't like, but... um, Oh, it'd be a big list. My list is still in the process because I haven't seen Halloween Ends yet. So Oh, well, maybe we'll do that when Halloween Ends comes out then. <laughs> yeah, okay. I should have five by then. So, I think that, that was a that was a podcast. That, that was, was a I, I enjoyed that. It was a good discussion. I I'll be honest. I came out a bit more on the side of Nightmare on Elm Street than I was at the beginning of this this discussion. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I don't think I my opinion has changed. No, I no, I appreciate it more because now I've seen it as an adult rather than yeah. watching when I first watched it for the first time. You know, it's brand new and I, I absolutely loved it. But mm. watching it again this time, it was great to catch all the little things I missed, like yeah. Nancy's hair turning gray. I didn't catch that the first time, and I was like, "Oh, that's a very cool like the stretch." Because apparently, some people say that stress turns your hair white. Yeah. So when she's get the more stress she's getting, you just see that her hair is just turning. And I was like, I didn't catch that the first time. That's I great. didn't catch the, uh, the 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 ten seconds of the TV with Tina's body just <laughs> on show. Yep, yep. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. the l- little nip bits like that are really cool to come back and look at. Yeah. Um. So yeah, until next time, then uh, you can find the Dreadcast mm. and our previous. 14 episodes we're oh. we're five off the big 2-0 that's pretty cool um oh we'll have to do something special for the 20th then we will we'll think of something oh. uh find the dreadcast on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts podbean youtube and oh amazon i always forget about amazon. i don't think many people use Audible yeah, amazon. on amazon uh just simply by mm. searching the dreadcast uh the space dreadcast d-r-e-a-d-c-a-s-t and our social meds yes so you can find me on where can you find me oh yeah you can find me on twitter (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) literally i just went blank i'm like where am i oh oh, yeah okay cool you can find me on instagram and twitter at tainted souls search for the little ghosts and you'll find me you can find me i mean yeah you couldn't i mean i'm on youtube but i don't do much on youtube 
So I forget the YouTube, but you can find the Dreadcast on TikTok. Yes. Searching for the underscore Dreadcast. I believe that's the that's one. What, that's, and what you the can find that's what the kids that's use. That's what the kids use these days, the TikTok. You can find us on TikTok and you can find us on Google. Yes, we're on Gmail too. The yes. Dreadcast podcast at gmail.com. Email us questions. One day we'll get an email. I haven't actually checked in ages. We've probably got like hundreds of emails from people going, oh, don't be silly. Us. We don't have any emails. Let's, you're look, you're a liar. You're a you're a filthy liar. No one's emailed us. If if we have an email, um, you While have you're to doing buy that, me a large coffee. Fine. I want to give a shout out to a fellow streamer that we both know, a mutual online internet friend we both know who is a fan of the show, uh, Mr. Oh. Aiden Half Troll. Oh, um, yes. He is a fellow nerdy game streamer. Loves his horror films. I Twitch. Um, give him a shout out. He's Aiden Half Troll on Twitter. And I believe he's the same on Twitch. So do check him out. He's a big old Viking. Yes, he is. He's lovely. He's a lovely Viking. Yeah. We do technically have a notification. Oh, let's, our, have a, let's end this with the Gmail. notification. Do, do tell. Would you do like tell. to know what the notification was? I do. The notification I is Ryan McGregor has subscribed to you on YouTube. Well, that's fascinating, folks. And that was May the 1st. That's awesome. I'm, I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, oh, yes, you can also find us on Instagram. I am doing my best to keep that busy oh, yes. and uh, up to date. Uh, that is as I swap the accounts on Instagram to find out what it's exactly called. The underscore plans. Dreadcast. The underscore Dreadcast. Not the word I do underscore. Have a, I do have plans for the TikTok. I have some plans in motion for some videos to be doing on TikTok. So they will come soon, but they just take a lot of prep and uh planning oh, stuff I know, so i know um i goes to follow myself my own personal twitter at tomzilla vs i changed it i changed it up the vs is versus so tomzilla versus but vs makes it a bit easier shorter hmm. so yeah until next time where hopefully we can get our homework done but if not we'll have something for you don't worry and stay creepy mm. <laughs>